Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope this podcast finds you well and I hope you're all having a wonderful week as we are getting ever closer and closer to Christmas Day. I hope everyone's having a awesome holiday season. I hope everyone's running around and enjoying time with friends, family, and loved ones and seeing people that you may not get to see a whole lot throughout the year. Um, And I know also I think of college students, high school students as classes are coming to an end. And I know it can be around dreaded finals time, but you know, the good thing is, is when it's over, we're at this wonderful time of the year that everyone loves. And so I hope everyone's having a great Christmas season. What I want to do, I want to prompt a question. I've been thinking about how I can do this part differently. And so I want to prompt a question because I really want to hear some feedback from all of you who listen. And so I'm going to prompt you with a question and we're going to kind of talk about it through this podcast, but I want to hear what you have to say about it. So again, in the show notes, my email is going to be there, jtwarrenyouth at gmail.com. But I would like to hear your thoughts and your answer to this question. And so the question I want to ask is is it okay to not be okay is it okay to not be okay i've heard so many different thoughts on this very question but i want to hear what you guys have to think you know you shoot me an email uh, it'll be in the show notes but is it okay to not be okay But that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. But I'm just curious. um, And whenever you answer in the email, you know, you don't have to necessarily do it super spiritual or anything like that. You know, it can be it can be a very practical answer. You know, one sentence answer. I'm fine with that. I just kind of want to hear from you guys and see where your heads are on it. So with that being said, we're going to we're going to talk about this idea of, you know, is it okay to not be okay? So my personal answer to this question is, yeah, I think it's okay to not be okay. Uh, we, we've, we've heard this thrown around in the practical sense, you know, people who may be struggling with, you know, mental things um, or physical things, you know, like, you know, people who may be battling depression and stuff like that, you know, and absolutely I say it's okay to not be okay because I think the first step to healing is to acknowledge that there is a problem and that there's something wrong. Um, but at least for me, I guess obviously since I'm a youth minister, the way I think about this question is spiritual. Is it okay to not be okay? And I would absolutely say yes. It's okay to not be okay because I'm an imperfect person. And I'm a sinful person. You know, we all mess up. And all of us are broken people because of sin. When sin entered the world back way back in Genesis 3. So that's my, you know, my practical and my spiritual answer. Both say yes, but for different reasons. So... Again, I'm not just going to tell you my answer without giving you some support, and that's what this whole podcast today is. But like I said, I'd like to hear what you guys have to think about it, too. But is it okay to not be okay? 
And my answer is yes, because I believe Paul talks about it quite a bit. I believe Paul talks about it, I mean, basically for a whole chapter in Romans chapter 7, which is where we're mostly going to be during this podcast. But I want to start with Romans 6, the first couple of verses in Romans 6. I think... Paul writes in the first, you know, five, six verses, the first six verses of Romans 6, Paul says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we, who died to sin, still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. And then, Throughout Romans 6, I kind of want to set the context up of Romans 7. In Romans 6, Paul's basically talking about how as Christians, once you become a Christian, once you come up out of that water, once you accept Jesus as your Lord, confess Him, and obey the gospel, then you are dead to sin and alive to God. You are dead to sin and alive to God. You become slaves to righteousness. Where we were formerly slaves to sin, we become slaves to to righteousness. And then that kind of basically sets up the context for Romans 7. You know, the very last verse of Romans 6 says in Romans 6:23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, before we jump into Romans 7, I want to give a brief illustration Maybe maybe this applies to you, or maybe you know someone who has thought this way and has been this way. But I want to talk about relationships for a second. Specifically, boyfriend-girlfriend type relationships. You know, when you're, when you're looking. When you're looking for a boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, all of us have some kind of list or criteria or what we're looking for in someone, right? And... More or less, at at some point, I think all of us are guilty of this, but maybe not. Maybe maybe you're better than me. <laughs> but uh, what I'm getting to is that maybe it applies to you. Maybe you know someone, but you know some people want that list basically to be flawless. You know they're looking for the perfect person. They're looking for someone who is flawless, who is good looking who treats them like a prince or princess, who does everything right, who communicates perfectly, who, you know, is there for me and knows how to sympathize with me or who knows who gets me and gives me space when I need it or is there for me whenever I need someone, you know, isn't too clingy, isn't this, isn't that, but has this and has that. The perfect person. People look for the perfect person. I hate to break it to you if you think like this, but that person does not exist. <laughs> it's And it's not you either. And what I mean by that is because none of us are perfect. 
none of us are perfect. You know, none of us, because we are people, none of us communicate perfectly. None of us do the right thing all the time. And so, you know, when it comes to us looking for these relationships, we 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 kind of mess up ourselves and we make ourselves, you know, we let ourselves down because we're looking for something that doesn't exist. The perfect person for me. You know, because no one's perfect. And I share this example because I think as Christians, we have also this unrealistic standard that we hold other Christians to, and sometimes we may even try to hold ourselves to it. And it's this idea that I need to be sinless, that I, you know, that other people, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, that's silly, and that's unrealistic. You know, yes, I understand what Paul writes at the beginning of Romans 6, right? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means, right? How can we who died to sin still live in it? You know, Paul's pretty clear. Like, obviously, you're not going to keep sinning. But the reality is that because of our flesh, because of our, because we're human, because of sin being in the world, that we will always struggle with sin. And that's what he starts talking about in Romans 7, which we're going to read a little bit of here in a second. But I share this illustration because just like in relationships, sometimes we have these unrealistic expectations of what our we want our girlfriend or boyfriend to be and the values we want them to have. You know, we want them to be perfect. As Christians, we often have those same expectations for others and maybe sometimes for ourselves. But we have to realize that we're not perfect and we can never be. You know, earlier in Romans, in Romans 3, right, Paul writes, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short. But as we're going to, I'm going to beat Paul's punchline, but most of us already know this answer anyway, at least I hope. But we all fall short of the grace of God, but Jesus is the reason that we have that chance. Jesus is the reason that we have a chance to have a home in heaven with God one day. Jesus is the chance, is the reason we have a shot to continue living and trying to fight sin. And so, as Paul says, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? No, absolutely not. You need to fight those desires of the flesh and keep trying to be better and be strong and walk in the Spirit and live life in the Spirit. But because of our flesh, what we're about to start reading in Romans 7, sometimes that walk is hard and sometimes you mess up and fall. But just because you fall doesn't mean you can't get back up and keep going. So, Romans 7. Romans 7, I'm going to start in verse 15. I'm going to skip his conversation with about the law and sin because that could take a whole 30 minutes to talk about. But I want to just focus on this self, this, this internal struggle. That's what I want to focus on today. So, Romans 7.15, Paul writes, For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So, <clears throat> so now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. 
For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I have, sorry, excuse me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells within my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of God of sin. Wow, I love that passage. We get to see firsthand, you know, and honestly something I believe all of us can relate to in Romans 7, you know, we get to see it from Paul, you know, Paul struggling like, I know what I ought to do, you know, in Paul's mind, Paul's mind, he knows. His conscience is focused on God. He knows what he needs to do, but yet his body and his flesh, those desires of the flesh, right, the pride of life, those are of the world, right? First John talks about that. But his flesh, he gives in occasionally to his fleshly desires, and the flesh takes over, and he messes up, and he sins. We're the same way. A lot of times we know what we ought to do. We know what the right thing is, but we mess up, and we give in to something because it's what our, our desire and our passion is, and it's what we're, our body is being led and compelled to do. That's why I love this passage so much, because I believe all of us relate to it. I know for a fact all of us relate to it, because we all have this internal struggle. Like, we know what we ought to do, but I just sometimes it's so hard, and I just can't do it. And I just can't do it. I love that. I love this passage because it helps me realize that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to have these inward struggles because we are flesh and now that there's sin in this world the law of sin as paul talks about dwells within my members and it tries to hold me captive but luckily i have a conscience just like paul does that knows what the right thing to do is and so how do i avoid sinning you know what do i do to not sin how do, how can i overcome just like Paul did, because I know by the end of Paul's life, right, he wrote, you know, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Right? Paul knew that he had done what he needed to do and that he had lived a faithful life. Yes, even despite some bumps on the road and sometimes sinning and falling short, but we all do that. So how do we achieve that, you know? Yes, it's okay to not be okay, but we can't just be okay with staying in that mode and staying in that zone. We need to push through. We need to overcome. And so how do we overcome? Well, we overcome by life in the Spirit. Right after Romans 7 is probably one of the most famous chapters in all the Bible, Romans 8. There's a bunch of quotable verses in Romans 8. But, you know, just after this dialogue Paul has had in Romans 7 about how, you know, I do the things that I don't want to do. I do the very things that I hate you know, in this internal struggle that he has. 
And then he leads to Romans 8. I'm going to read a few verses into Romans 8 just so we can hear it and just listen to, you know, think about what we just read in Romans 7 in the context of the struggle he has. But, just like he wrote about in the chapter before Romans 7 too, we are dead to sin and alive in Christ now. And we are slaves to righteousness through baptism and becoming Christians. So Romans 8, starting in verse 1, there is... There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For the mind of the flesh is death, but the mind, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. And I'm going to stop there. I could read all of, of Romans 8 because it's beautiful, right? And so, we see what Paul has written about that how do we get through? How do we get through this struggle, this internal struggle we have with sin and the flesh that just seems to be a part of who we are? Well, by life in the Spirit. And we walk by the Spirit. When you become a Christian, when you, when you are baptized, as Peter says in Acts 2.38, you know, when you repent and are baptized for the remission of your sins, for the forgiveness of your sins, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you can therefore walk in life, in the Spirit. You can live life in the Spirit. And you can display the fruit of the Spirit. That's how you get through the struggle of not being okay. Again, just because I think it's okay to not be okay doesn't mean I think you should stay in that state. And I think that's the important thing. Because when we live life in the Spirit and we walk in the Spirit, we'll get through those, those dips in our path. We'll get through the valleys and we'll get back on the mountaintop. So is it okay to not be okay? Well, I say yes because there were times I know Paul was definitely probably not okay where he struggled because we all struggle. So, again, to conclude, I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. You know, is it okay to not be okay? You know, obviously you've seen my answers, uh, at least from a spiritual stance and from a spiritual point of view. But, is it okay to not be okay? So, with that being said, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that you guys have a wonderful holiday season. I think we're only going to have one more podcast episode next Thursday. And then because of me traveling back home for Christmas and things like that, I'll just be, I'll, I won't be in my normal zone and my normal rhythm. So I don't, I probably won't have time to make any more podcast episodes. But after next week, I'll, I'll think of the date when I'll come back, probably sometime in the new year. Lord willing. But again, 
I hope this podcast finds you well. And I hope you all are doing great. And again, please let me know what you have to say. Is it okay to not be okay? I hope you guys have a wonderful day.